Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Snell Nation. Tonight, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Metaverse. Now, like a lot of things that have been thrown at us, we, we, we've bounced from, from crisis to crisis um, to, to the point where things will come up and it'll just fly right over our heads. You know, we'll, we'll look at something and briefly and we'll just kind of shrug our shoulders like, eh, and then we just move on. But I think when it comes to metaverse, I think this is something that needs, uh, it needs to be scrutinized. We need to take a closer look at it. We need to ask some questions. Um, and I'm all about asking questions. And I, I know it's 2021 and we're not supposed to do that the uh, wage slave peasants we are meant to just nod our heads um, take whatever medical procedures they want us to take um, and follow the rules stay within the lines you know don't make waves um, otherwise you could be ostracized or, or banished um, from whatever this this society is is becoming but for those of you who don't know, I'm sure many of you have heard of it, um, but this is a shift um, that the, uh, the head of Facebook is making here. This It's supposed to be this big tr transition or evolution um, of the mobile internet to this metaverse. And the concept is to be sort of a, a second life or a second world where you know, you, you have your, your VR set up, your virtual reality set up, and you can have um, meetings within the metaverse. You, you, you have your digital self, um, and it's uh, an entire world, uh, artificial world that's created. And, and the, the idea, I'm sorry, the plan is to start out small with it being more for gaming, um, also to slowly replace things like, like Zoom meetings, that sort of thing, where you can actually do... Um, full presentations and um, uh, little group meetings, uh, focus groups, things like that within the, the metaverse. And there are a lot of people that are just, that are screaming for this. So of course, some um, people think, oh, well, it's popular. Um, sure, it's, it's convenient, right? So how can it be a bad thing? And I, I think... In 2021, our, our love through conditioning, our love for convenience is, is going to be uh, the nail in the coffin, so, so to speak. Uh, the final brick being laid um, on, our, on our prison, completing it. Um, because so many things have happened over the past, I would say the past 20 years that have brought us to this point. Um, and a lot of it, um, a lot of fear, a lot of propaganda, um, and um, a, a massive consolidation of um, power, money, control, influence, um, the circle of people um, that have that dominant position is getting smaller and smaller. And of course, we're, we're not really, we're conditioned to overlook these things, to, to not even notice it. I mean, it essentially becomes a we don't know what we don't know type of scenario, um, which is incredibly sad. So we will just blindly walk um, into this, um, this 
apocalyptic madness <laughs> that awaits us um, without even giving it a second thought. We'll continue to just be uh, sucked into all of our typical distractions and um, and focus on all those ridiculous social issues that, as I stated before, are crafted to be perpetual um, and to be long-lasting, to, to never be truly resolved. Um, so it can be utilized, you know, two, three, four years from now as a part of whatever election cycle or whatever they need it to, to, um, to keep us fighting with each other, to keep us, the, the peasants, hating each other and divided and completely missing the reality, the fact that it's the same people that are burning most of us, 99% of us, we're, we're getting screwed by the same people. <laughs> but we sit around arguing over ridiculous things like skin color, or gender, or uh, sexual uh, uh, preference, and, and, and gender identity, and uh, religious preference, and you know all this kind of stuff, you know, geographic location, and whatever uh, nonsense. Um, that the mainstream media and, and those that own them um, and our political officials can just keep tugging on. And we fall for it every time. And now we have this, this virtual reality world. You know, and if you don't think that they're, that they're serious about this, if you don't think that Zuckerberg is serious about this and, and, and his cohorts, you know, we're, he's sinking billions of dollars into this project. And we're, we're talking... He's got over a quarter of his staff at Facebook working this thing. I mean, investors are just are just falling out of the rafters because everyone sees this as the next big thing, and it may be. But looking at this, looking at vaccine mandates, looking at all the social justice, racial justice madness of last year, um, the the uh, the one term of President Trump, which was turned into you know, racist is everywhere and, 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 you know, white supremacy is everywhere. And, you know, all that, I mean, it's, it's been this nonstop just, uh, dash. I mean, and we've just been getting just shoved and, and shoved and shoved and crowd and, um, like, like sheep. And we've just blindly followed. We keep thinking that, you know, it'll, it'll all end, you know, things will go back to normal. And I said this summer of last year, that, that that's not the plan. It's not, things aren't supposed to go back to the way they once were. It's things are supposed to just completely change and solidify. I mean, the, the handful of people that dominate and influence the, the fates, the, the lives of billions of people, you know, that's not that's not going to change. You know, with, with our with our economies, global economy just collapsing, you know, by, by design. I mean, any any idiot could have looked at, you know, when, when this whole covid thing kicked off and, you know, the first couple months of 2020, anyone, any person like I, anyone. I don't even have a background in finance and I was able to look at this and see like, OK, well, the government approach should be this. This is the best approach where the where you can keep the economy afloat. You can keep things rolling and at the same time looking out for the, the needs of the people. But for whatever reason, it was just 
every choice was like the literally the, the worst choice that could have been made every every step of the way and i'm talking from the uh i'm talking from the, the trump presidency into the biden presidency because it all didn't just go to crap with 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 biden i mean we started on this path years before that several presidencies actually if you if you want to really dig into it i would say um, uh, George W. Bush, and then you just walk it forward from there, and it's just been more and more just crap. There's been like these little moments where you think good things are happening. You know, one example would be President Trump. I even created a list. I think it was 128 things or 126 things, I think, of positive things, <clears throat> whether it be executive orders. Um, donations being made, all that kind of stuff, you know, positive things. But when you look underneath the surface, you see like, oh no. <laughs> uh, so things weren't done that could have fun actually fundamentally changed the system and put the government back in the hands of the people, the people that funded, the citizens, the 99%, the peasants, us. Um, and those things didn't happen. And now... This is what we're, we're walking into. And, you know, it's not what I'm saying. I don't believe it to be hyperbole, but look at what's happened. I mean, let's just look at just vaccinations. Just look at the, the, the COVID vaccines or the jabs. And the fact that billions of people around the world for essentially forfeited their bodily autonomy. Now, it didn't just start with the uh, with these vaccine mandates with, with COVID. There have been other vaccine mandates in the past, sure. Um, and in those times, in those moments, um, our political officials and, and, and people in the medical community um, should have thrown up some flags then, going back decades. But of course, that, that didn't happen. I mean, once you get a lot of money in the mix, um, people tend to uh, become quite terrible, actually. <laughs> Um, and it, it's just an unfortunate part of the, the human condition, I guess. Um, but just looking at that, where people just accepted what was presented to them, even though there were holes all throughout, the narrative was just riddled with holes, you know, tons of unanswered questions, but billions of people accepted it. I mean, really, except, I mean, blindly, except like, like it was um, like having faith in a religion, almost cult-like, actually exactly cult-like, to the point where anyone else who tries to, to bring truth to power and uh, speak about things intelligently and articulately and present facts and data, and, you know, if it's outside of the approved narrative, they're crazy, right-wing, conspiracy conspiracy theorists, racist, bigoted, whatever, whatever, you know, add pejorative term here. And people just, just rolled with it, not even realizing what it is that they were doing, you know, the, the precedence that it sets. When someone can come in and say, here, take this. Okay, well, can I, can I see all the data on it? Is this something that's been you know, clinically tested, you know, with tr clinical trials, you know, with short term, long term, you know, uh, all that stuff. Where's all that data at? You know, well, it's 
it's been rigorously tested. It's the most tested, you know, uh, vaccine in, in, in human history, and you should just take it. What well, can I see the data? <laughs> what about long term? Ah, oh, it's it's been taken care of. What about pregnancies, things like that? Ah, oh, we, we've dug into it as best we can. Just take it. Okay. And then billions of people just said okay. I mean, Pfizer, for example, which I've talked about them several times, uh, a company that is uh, that is shoved over $100 million into um, our political system, ensuring um, that their, their hands are on everything, that they can pull levers here and there. And uh, we know this. I mean, the, this is information that's in the, in the public domain. You can look up and see all the donations. I think it's $128 million over the past few years. Um, donated, funneled uh, through lobbyists. And we've accepted that. Going back to Pfizer, you know, billions of dollars in fines. And, you know, even in just 2009 alone, $2.3 billion in, in fines. You know, with, with some of the crimes being fraud. <laughs> and we're, we're okay with that. Going back to Pfizer again, you know, the, it's in the public domain. That they're literally, they're literally strong arming governments and forcing governments to put up, you know, uh, their bank reserves and collateral and, uh, you know, uh, um, buildings and, and all this stuff, you know, as collateral for when all the lawsuits come in the future, inevitably, so that the governments will have to take care of that. And we're fine with that. Someone can can jump up and say, hey, I'm creating a artificial world um, that's going to be the evolution of mobile Internet. And it's going to be for gaming and business and everything. You'll be able to do everything from your home. You won't even have to leave. You can just put your VR headset on and just stay there. <laughs> oh, OK. You know, I, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Just because you can create a piece of technology doesn't mean that you should. You know, the technology is there where you can plant a chip in someone's brain, you know, that can impact them in different ways. You know, we can do it. Sure. Should we? Well, no, <laughs> we shouldn't. The technology is there and has been utilized. If you just look up uh, Operation Mongoose and there's plenty of others where uh, efforts were made to augment the weather in different situations. One example being during Vietnam by extending the rainy season uh, during the Vietnam War. That's information that's in the public domain. But we, we don't care. We just, we just keep nodding our head as, as things keep getting progressively worse and the efforts to distract us have to be drastically uh, increased. Which is why the, the, the crises just get bigger and bigger and the lies get bigger and bigger. You know, it's like watching like uh, an Ocean's Eleven movie or something where the heist Every sequel, the heist just keep getting bigger and bigger. And at this point, the heist feels like it's, you know, uh, the, the, the crown jewel is, is uh, humanity <laughs> as a whole. To have complete and total control over the, the body, mind, and soul of every human being on the planet. That seems to be the crown jewel of this heist, if this, if this is a heist, <laughs> which it certainly feels like it. And you bring these things up. And people look at some people that look at you like, you know, that that's impossible. There's no way, you know, the the uh, few dozen billionaires that dominate and control everything and the handful of corporations that 
dominate and control everything. And over 90% of uh, the flow of information across the planet would ever unite <laughs> to try to get even more control and influence and power and money to create a world that's essentially just filled with a handful of uh, kings and queens um, and a few billion uh, peasants. You know, that, 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 that's impossible. That would never happen. Okay, you just keep telling yourself that as you continue to remain on lockdown in, in your house or, you know, uh, being threatened to be fired from your job and unless you undergo a medical procedure that you're completely against. And, you know, you can't travel uh, to different countries that you want to. And, well, heck, if you're an Australian citizen, you can't, you can't uh, leave or return under certain circumstances to that country. But we still are just like, hey, just just another day. Just another day in 2021, guys. Perfectly normal. We're, see we're literally seeing things that fall within the realm of totalitarianism, within the realm of fascism, within the realm of communism beyond China. <laughs> you know, just craziness beyond Russia, beyond North Korea. And we just... We just shuck it off. It, it's a it's a tragic but also fascinating thing to witness. I feel like it, it's a case study. You know, they're, they're going to be people are going to be looking back at this decade 100 years from now. I'm assuming there'll still be people then, you know, hopefully will look back and they'll, they'll look at this this period. They'll look at the early from. 2000 to 2030 and they'll wonder how in the world did things go so awry how did so many people forfeit and give up so much for so little I mean not just selling out but selling out for dirt cheap handing over complete control here you know you know my body isn't my own it doesn't belong to God it belongs to the state here you go <laughs> My time and, and everything I, I uh, uh, produce, the state can decide what happens with it. You want to give it to these people? Oh, sure. You want to take half of my money and give it to the wealthy so they can become even more wealthy? Ah, oh, why not? And, you know, and we just keep on rolling. It's, it's, it's truly astounding. There we go. There's a better word astounding and I, you know I I, uh, I believe it was the comedian George Carlin in the 1990s where he made a comment um, uh, it may have been his uh, one of his books um, where he said he looks he looked at humanity and this is during that time he said you know I look at humanity with a great deal of uh, wonder and pity <laughs> And it took me some time to really think about that, you know, and, and what he meant by that. And, and I, I truly understand. I can see it now. Where you look at our, our potential and what we could achieve. And you look and wonder, like, wow, that is amazing. We can, we can shoot beyond the stars and travel to, you know, other solar systems one day. And we can do all these great things. And, you know, we can, we can feed all, all, all the, feed the hungry and the poor and, you know, we can have create housing for everyone and create an environment where people can choose to work or not work. 
and not have a negative or, or positive impact on society. If they want to just read or they just want to write poetry or music all day or whatever, they can do that. They have the freedom to do that because of uh, automation and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And people can focus on family and establishing connections because, well, people really aren't, they, we weren't designed to just work. We, that was never our design, the way we were crafted. But anyway, that's where we are. And you, and you look at that and you think, wonder. But then you look at, well, how things have stagnated. You know, when you look at technological advances, there's, there's, there's so many inventors out there. But you can clearly see where we stagnate in certain areas where we're just sitting. To the point where it's obvious that there's only certain things that are being permitted to move forward and other things are intentionally just held at a certain point. You could say it's due to uh, political influence, corporate influence. Um, you could say it's a money thing. I'm sure plenty of those situations, it's, it's about money. Um, if somebody had the cure for cancer, you know, they came up with it tomorrow. Um, they would have to run for their lives um, because that's a multi-billion dollar, you know, annual billion dollar uh, business. It's a cash cow because as we all know that uh, the money, the money is in the medicine, not the cure. Curing things, that doesn't make anyone uh, ultra rich or anything like that because, you know, we, the reality is companies like Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson and, and big farm as a whole, they're not in it to actually help people. It's about looking out for the shareholders. It's about raising their stock price. It's about making money. There's something that you, you won't hear many people say in the mainstream media, but that's the reality. So when people go on and on about the, these, uh, COVID jabs as if it's some godsend and, you know, oh, my goodness, now we're all saved. And, you know, thank goodness Pfizer and, and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. Thank thank God they all came through. You know, we're going to survive. You know, I know that they were just burning the candle at both ends, you know, working hard because they wanted to save humanity from whatever this is. But here we are. And. We're given all these opportunities to say no and all these opportunities to truly make our voices heard. Um, but I think the big issue is the the main thing that's required, the biggest piece in it. For those that are completely against what's happening. For the people, not just in the United States, but other countries that, you know, believe that it's complete tyranny from top to bottom. You know, totalitarianism and fascism and communism and all that stuff, socialism, whatever, Marxism, you know, picurism. <laughs> People that think that this is absolutely unacceptable. For whatever reason, haven't reached the conclusion that the thing that's making it thrive is their participation. I mean, I'm talking collectively. It's their participation that makes it thrive. It's just like anything. There's so many things that aren't actually real, but our participation makes it real. And there are moments where people can step back and say, you know what? Well, I'm going to remove that which makes this legitimate, my participation. And it doesn't take a violent act. 
actually I'm I am quick to tell people that that is always uh, a terrible decision. <laughs> there are plenty of peaceful ways to demonstrate peaceful ways um, to get make your voice heard. And that is one way, but we just we just don't get to that, you know, so for, for the most part, people just get to the, the easy stuff. It's easy to just get excited and just start breaking stuff and yelling, you know, and and, and draw up some signs and march in the street screaming. I mean, we saw plenty of that in 2020. Anyone can do that. That's easy. You know, I, I've said violence is easy. I mean, toddlers resort to violence when they don't get what they want. They stomp their feet. Sometimes they might throw something. They might even hit mommy or something. You know, that's that's easy. But what's hard is actually thinking things through. Analyzing the situation, exercising those critical thinking muscles for those of us who still have that ability. So, as I said, removing that which lends something its legitimacy, your participation. I mean, I still see so many people getting excited about, you know, get, get out and vote because you can change this and this and this. And, you know, after everything that I've seen, I, I'm sorry. I know for me personally, I just I can't I can't waste my time doing something, participating in something that I know is completely incredibly flawed. You know, if if uh, being kind, I'll say incredibly flawed, um, uh, a system that's completely hijacked, that doesn't serve me in any way, shape or form, doesn't truly serve me and the people in any way, shape or form. Why would I waste my time getting up and going out and putting something in the ballot box, even though and I know that freedom and liberty doesn't come from the ballot box. It never did. And, and, and it truly never will. Now, this whole political power, which, you know, if I can be precise, is one of the downsides to uh, to the group that I fall within. Um, black Americans is his focus on political power. 1950s, 1960s, it made sense. But now, no, it's a complete farce. Well, we get so focused on it, so fixated on it, which is why, you know, whenever it's time for a presidential election, everyone gets excited and act like this, so this person is going to change the world or change the country for the better. And they come with their ridiculous slogans, which that's something I'm going to talk about in another um, another podcast. You know, this whole love affair we have with all these just empty slogans that just mean nothing. And the grand scheme of things mean nothing. And a lot of it is is recycled stuff from past presidential elections, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 80 years ago. <laughs> and we get so wrapped up in this nonsense. But here we are. And I just I watch all this stuff and 2020, it was a jaw dropping year. I just like I didn't believe the things that were happening could happen or would happen in my lifetime. But it happened nonetheless um, this year. Now it's more of a I, I'm not really shocked by anything. I wasn't shocked when, you know, I knew when the, the vaccine, the vaccine rollouts were going to come. Um, I knew it was going to be an aggressive push. 
um, a strong marketing campaign considering it's paid for with our tax dollars um, with money set aside from I think it was not the CARES Act I think it was a stimulus package in December um, about a billion and a half dollars set aside to fight vaccine hesitation and once I saw that I knew like okay well it, they're gonna roll it out soft roll out then it's gonna be aggressive then it's gonna be aggressive media campaign then there's gonna be mandates after um, they cross the 50% threshold as far as vaccination. So then they can start blaming the case, the, the, uh, the, the, the ups in, in, in positive cases on the unvaccinated um, and create that additional division and divisiveness. Um, and then it'll become the mandates. Uh, and then, I mean, you can pretty much weaken the infrastructure as you'll have those people that have their convictions and, um, and their morals and values and things that they feel that they can't set down. Um, they're the things that they have that doesn't have a price. Um, you can identify who the potential dissenters are going to be for future projects through this method. Um, and then you can do the occupational purge. And actually, if you go back a few episodes, um, I think eight episodes, I actually did a um, podcast episode on the occupational purge covering um, the uh the military, police, nurses, firefighters, and the efforts being made to just purge. This is still going on, actually, to purge potential dissenters. And one great way to find out who those people are going to be um, that might object to uh, the things that are coming next as we crawl towards 2030, um, one great way to identify these people are those who hesitate to take the shot. Those who just flat out say absolutely not and are willing to sacrifice their, their job or, you know, their livelihood to stand by their convictions. Um, that, that's a heck of an identifier. Like, OK, well, when we get the gulag going, well, we'll make sure we throw that person in there and, you know, five, six years from now. <laughs> but everyone else, the 200 or so million people that roll up their sleeves without hesitation. Well, we're good. We know we can just if we just prime them the right way, if we market it the right way and we inject some chronic fear, they will just roll with it. We can get them taking booster shots every six months. You know, millions of them. They won't even think twice about it. Just roll their sleeve up. Hit me. Hit me. Fauci right there. There you go. <laughs> and now we have the metaverse, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to keep watching. I want, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm curious how far is this going to go? I believe there's a limit. I believe there's a line in the scene that even the most blind progressive, whatever, you know, the, 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 the most super optimistic, super positive, uh, government loving, authoritarian it's some there's got to be that there's a spot i know there is where they'll look and they'll say well wait a minute whoa 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 <laughs> now i i know we're slaves but geez at least at least we can pretend like we're free you know these next steps i mean that, that's it we can't even pretend anymore that we're not wage slaves or anything like that you know that we're not owned by somebody and things like this the, like things like this metaverse is definitely something that'll that'll get us there you know and I can't blame Zuckerberg and his and his cronies that are part of the, the technocracy. I I honestly can't blame them because looking at all this and how easy it was to get us here, 
I mean, of course they're going to think, hey, well, can't we just get like a majority of them wearing VR helmets and staying at home and uh, still serving the system? Of course. Look at look at everything else we got them to do. As they continue to make it harder for just us average folks that work hard, making it harder for us to just have normal lives, it makes you wonder. I mean, did some people step back and, you know, the the elites and look at the world and say, wait a minute, things are getting too balanced, you know, and too normal people can just travel the world and they can afford to do that. You know, they can own property and start they can start businesses and they can build up their own wealth structure and everything and build up their own their own dynasty within their family. And, you know, they don't need private jets and 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 uh, and ownership of politicians and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that that's way too much freedom. That's too dangerous. And I, I don't like sharing the, the nice places on this planet with the likes of the people, the, the peasants, the people that we look down on. We don't want that. We got to change it. We got to get we got to get back to basics. We want a good old like good old monarch or something like that. We need to get back to that where they know their place. You know, they don't travel very far from home. They stay close. They don't own much property or or uh, or any businesses or anything like that. And they just eat their insects and all that stuff because we don't want them eating meat anymore either. And they can just stay in their corner and, and we can just fly in our private jets and everything and live our lives. And, you know, the way it should be because we deserve it. You know, <laughs> that's what it feels like. You know, that's just my observation. But anyway. Those are just some of my thoughts. You know, I believe this whole this whole metaverse thing is just the next step. And as as Zuckerberg and his crew have stated, it's truly it's the evolution of the mobile Internet, you know, and it's the next step in the the uh, fourth indu- industrial revolution. You know, if you look at Klaus Schwab, the head of the uh, World Economic Forum, that that crazy old guy who sounds like a Bond villain, um, take a look at his book. You know, I mean, the fourth industrial revolution and it's this focus on this transhumanistic agenda, you know, this merger of, you know, the, the, the biological and the technological. And it, it's it's truly crazy. And these are rich and powerful and influential, influential people that have this agenda, this whole 2030 perspective or, or 2030 um, uh, sustainability uh, agenda. I mean, it's it's all right there. I, I I swear, don't just take me at my word. Just look this stuff up. It's in the public domain. They do not care because they feel like, hey, this this is happening. <laughs> there's no secret organizations. There's no behind the scenes, whatever. There's there's no secrets here, really. It's all out in the open for those who are willing to just look. But anyway, that's my take. You know, I, I'd love to hear some feedback from from my listeners out there to some of your thoughts on the, the metaverse and all this crazy stuff that's going on and the forfeiture of bodily autonomy. Soon your, your mental capacity as well, I guess. Um, but I'd love to get some feedback from you guys. So tell me your thoughts. Not hard to find. Um, still same places except LinkedIn and Twitter for the moment. Um, but please share and uh, let me know how you what you think of all this. And uh, thanks for listening in. We'll talk again soon. Snell Nation out.